Welcome to BMJ Open's first podcast. I'm Trish Groves, the Editor-in-Chief. BMJ Open publishes all types of medical research based on the scientific and ethical soundness and transparency of the research and whether it deserves publication rather than on its apparent interest to any particular readership. BMJ Open is fully open access and is a natural home for research that's funded by organisations and institutions such as the US National Institutes of Health, the UK Medical Research Council and the Wellcome Trust because it complies with their mandates to make all research openly accessible. We also use completely open peer review so you can read the papers and alongside them you can read the reviewers signed reports. In this podcast, we'll be discussing physical activity in British children. We know that children in many parts of the world are spending too much time sitting, often glued to screens, but just how inactive are they? A report in BMJ Open from the Millennium Cohort Study looks at physical activity levels and social, economic and health-related circumstances of nearly 6,500 children across the UK. The children were wearing accelerometers, gadgets that objectively measure movement. Carol Deserter from University College London's Institute of Child Health joins us to explain her team's research. Professor Deserter, can you tell us a bit more about the children in the study? Yes, children were recruited into the Millennium Cohort Study in the year 2000 and 2001 and using sampling methods which made sure that they represented uh, and were typical of UK children of their age. There was a particular emphasis in including children living in Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland and in England a focus on including children in areas of social disadvantage and high ethnic minority prevalence and about 70% of those invited took part. At the time of our study of physical activity children were slightly over seven years of age and had been visited already on three previous occasions throughout the preschool years and will continue to be visited uh, throughout their childhoods. Wearable tech's all the rage at the moment. So what kind of monitors were the children wearing and what exactly were they measuring? Yes, at the time of this study, uh, the biaxial accelerometers were all the rage and we actually had a a 94% uh, consent rate to wearing the accelerometers, suggesting that seven-year-old children found them very uh, fashionable indeed. Um, These are very lightweight, um, about uh, 30 grams and under 30 grams an ounce each, about the size of a pedometer, and they measure the frequency duration and intensity of physical activity um, over a a week's period. Their battery life is very good. Children are asked to wear them on an elastic belt around the hip and um, they uh, start wearing them the morning after they receive them in the post and continue to do so during waking hours for seven consecutive days which were typical of their physical activity. And they were only asked to remove the accelerometer during sleep or when bathing or other aquatic activities because they weren't waterproof. I was going to ask you about that. Are there some types of physical activity that accelerometers just don't pick up very well? Yes, well, because they're not waterproof, obviously swimming, um, because of where they're worn, they also tend not to measure activity during cycling. But at this age, this is not considered to be a major disadvantage. 
Did you also ask parents or the children themselves to keep a diary to corroborate their physical activity levels? Yes, during the study period, children are asked to keep a diary, really recording when they put the accelerometer on and take it off. In the main study, we asked a number of questions around um, physical activity and sedentary behaviours in relation to, for example, mode of transport to school, Um, use of computer and TV screen time and participation in sporting activities within the family or at school. So how active were the children and how does it match up to the recommended healthy activity levels for children in this age group? Okay, so we found that on average um, children were spending around 60 minutes each day in what we've called moderate and vigorous physical activities. These are activities that increase the heart rate, increase your breathing rate, make you sweat slightly and for vigorous activity usually you find it difficult to talk to your friend while you're doing them. So these are the kinds of activities that are the basis of the Uh, UK-wide consensus from the chief medical officers of the United Kingdom who recommend that children of this age should uh, undertake this kind of activity for at least 60 minutes each day. So on average then, just over half of children were meeting the CMO guidelines. The um, CMO also for the first time recommended that extended sedentary time should be reduced but did not specify a daily limit and in our study about half of the children were sedentary for six or more hours each day. What other information did you have about the children? And which factors might help to explain your findings? We have a very wide range of information about these children collected over time uh, across a range of factors in their families and uh, broader environments. Perhaps the most striking factor explaining differences in total physical activity is gender. Girls were simply much less active than boys and only about 38% of girls met the CMO guidelines compared to 63% of boys. This is a huge gap and these levels were seen across all ethnic groups. In the past couple of weeks, the British Heart Foundation released a report showing that children in the UK aren't getting healthy enough diets or enough exercise. Bristol University reported results that almost one in ten adults in England hadn't even walked continuously for five minutes in the past four weeks. And then the London Olympics anniversary games reminded us that we're all supposed to be getting sportier these days. So what key changes to policy will really make a difference and get us moving more and eating less? I can really comment about moving more as our study wasn't targeted at eating less. And I think that um, there are three key uh, areas that I would flag. The first is the importance of um, having physical activity on a regular basis in your daily activities and travel to school uh, is is an important factor. This clearly needs policies aimed at creating a safe environment local schools, employment practices that support parents taking their children to school and reducing their car use and initiatives such as walking buses. The second policy area is to really tackle gender differences. These are depressingly present from an early age. We're analysing our data further, but preliminary looks suggest that uh, there are big gender differences around playground times in the school day. 
and we need to understand how to get girls more into ball games, playground activities and to offer them physical activities such as potentially dancing that are very good activities and maybe more attractive to them as well as providing them with adequate role models. Finally, although this wasn't part of our paper directly, we adjusted for seasonal variation in physical activity. And this is quite marked with a reduction in activity during the winter months. If we were able to increase activity during the winter and autumn months to get year-round physical activity, I think this would create a a marked uh, public health benefit. Thank you, Professor Deserto, for telling us about your paper, which is now available freely and openly to everybody on BMJ Open. For more information about this programme and other BMJ Group podcasts, go to podcasts.bmj.com.